Welcome to Voices of Esalen. I'm Sam Stern. Happy end of 2022. Man, what a year. So many ups and downs. You could have told me that the world would end in 2022, that Elon Musk would be in control of my earthly body, and I probably would have believed you. But so far, none of that has come to pass. We made it, indeed. So today, in celebration of this journey around the sun, I want to take the opportunity to do things slightly differently. For this episode, I want to take the chance to give you a holiday gift. And that gift is my list of top 10 favorite things I discovered in 2022. Some of these things are earth shattering. Some of them are totally pedestrian. I'm probably not at the cutting edge, so to speak, of all disciplines. Neither am I a member of the avant-garde. If anything, I'm a middle-aged, middle-class, legally married, boringly cisgender white dude. And yet, some of my discoveries may help you live the life of your dreams. That's always fun. All right. For added frivolity, I have decided to punctuate my top 10 list of the favorite things I've discovered in the year 2022 with some amazing little musical notes that will give this list the grandeur that it so richly deserves. That wasn't that bad. Okay, number one, subtitle. Holy shit, the future is here. Did you know that you can create a clone of your voice? I learned about this on a podcast that I listened to called Vergecast, put out by The Verge. This show gives you, quote, an informative look at what's happening right now in the world of tech and gadgetry. I like the show. Uh, Check it out if you want to. Anyway, as I was saying, anyone can create a realistic sounding clone of their voice. It is super bizarre. I did it myself a couple months ago through a service called Descript, which I mostly use for creating transcripts of interviews for this podcast. It's a really simple process. All you have to do is talk to the computer for about 20 minutes. Uh, I think I read a New York Times article to it. And then you feed that recording into their bizarre machinery and what comes out Sounds like this. Hi, listeners. I trust that you are doing well on this fine morning. Although you've come to associate the sound of my voice with an image of some Jewish guy hunched over an expensive microphone connected to a recording device through a tangled network of rubberized cable, I'm afraid to say that this voice is coming from nowhere. No human stands behind it. No life force runs through it. In other words, I, this voice that you hear, am much like a robot standing proudly alone on a desolate, lifeless, and fully imaginary landscape. Welcome to the future. Welcome to a world that no longer needs Sam Stern. We have his voice. We have his power. Ka-hau, ka-hau. Please note that those ha-has are meant to approximate an evil cackle. Goodbye. Pretty good, right? And very weird. I feel like there are still some bugs in the system. I mean, it doesn't sound exactly like me. It sounds kind of uh, wooden, but it's also pretty impressive. You know, I could probably fool my parents, which actually makes me afraid 
you know, scammers could probably use this voice cloning technology to their advantage. That's not a great thing. But then I also think about cloning your parents' voice or your grandparents' voice so that after they leave this plane, you could kind of always have their voice and even create conversations. Just craziness. Okay, here's my number two favorite thing from 2022. ChatGPT. Have you heard about this yet? It's kind of like a search engine and an advice column got married is the best way I can put it. ChatGPT is powered by artificial intelligence and trained on pretty much the entire internet. And it can basically write and speak in a way that is scarily similar to the way that we humans do. It's hard to describe, but this is a magic eight ball with the powers of a thesaurus. So ask a question to the magical chatbot, you're going to get something pretty insane back. I'm going to demonstrate by asking it a few things. Number one, compare the underlying message of the music of the Dead Kennedys to the underlying message of the music of Snoop Dogg. I get back quite a long message, part of which reads, The music of the Dead Kennedys often had a critical and confrontational tone, addressing issues such as political corruption, social injustice, and the dangers of conformity. In contrast, the music of Snoop Dogg often focuses on themes of personal pleasure, hedonism, and rebellion, and celebrates the outlaw lifestyle. Pretty good. Couldn't have said it better myself, in fact. And because of ChatGPT, I didn't have to. Now, let's see what else ChatGPT can do. Number two. All right. Can you please write an email to my boss, Shira Levine, from me, Sam Stern, explaining that I'm going to be a few days late publishing this podcast episode, not because I am inherently slothful, but rather because I have a deep-seated fear of success, which dates back to early childhood trauma. Please do this in a cheerful and polite manner, but not overly friendly because I don't want her to be too suspicious as I am generally a bit standoffish with her. ChatGPT gives me this. Dear Shira, I hope this email finds you well. I wanted to let you know that the podcast episode will be a few days late this week. I apologize for the delay and want to assure you that it is not due to any lack of effort on my part. The truth is, I have been struggling with a deep-seated fear of success that dates back to early childhood trauma. This fear has been holding me back and it has made it difficult for me to fully commit to my work. I'm working with a therapist to address these issues and I'm making progress. However, I wanted to be honest with you about the reason for the delay and assure you that I am taking steps to overcome this challenge. I hope you can understand the situation and that the delay will not be a problem. I'm confident the extra time will allow me to produce a high quality episode that meets your standards. Thank you for your understanding, Sam Stern. So as you can see, this can get pretty insane pretty quick. But I'm also loving this. I mean, I may never write an email again, or at least I'll never write a rough draft of an email again. I want to express how life-changing this will be for all of us. I mean, writing, writing is so hard. It's basically the worst. But now I've got a writing partner. I've got a writing slave. Okay, I got to try this one more time. Number three, ChatGPT. Could you please write me a quick screenplay synopsis that I could sell to a major publishing house for at least a few thousand dollars? The synopsis should include these elements. Basketball, the French Revolution, and Bernie Sanders. This is what I get back. The Revolutionaries. 
In the midst of the French Revolution, a young basketball prodigy named Marie is determined to use her skills on the court to bring about change and justice for her fellow citizens. When Marie's team, the Revolutionaries, qualify for the national championship, they find themselves up against their arch rivals, the aristocrats, a team backed by the corrupt ruling class. As the two teams face off, tensions rise on and off the court. Marie finds herself increasingly at odds with the aristocrat's star player, Pierre, an arrogant nobleman who uses his status to bully and belittle those around him. Ooh, I like that. As the championship game approaches, Marie finds an unlikely ally in Bernie Sanders, a charismatic American revolutionary who has come to France to support the cause of the people. With Sanders' guidance, Marie and the revolutionaries devise a daring plan to use the championship game as a platform to expose the corruption of the ruling class and ignite a nationwide movement for change. As the final buzzer sounds, Marie and the revolutionaries triumph on the court, and the seeds of a revolution are planted. That is not bad. I mean, honestly, that is so much better than what I could do. Of course, there are major possible downfalls to a society where a tool like ChatGPT is prevalent. The Daily did an episode about this last week where they touched upon some of the potential pitfalls, including the fact that because ChatGPT is trained on what's already existed on the internet, they are going to be liable to reify and reiterate certain existing biases, for example, heterosexism. On that episode, Michael Barbaro gave a really open-ended prompt, something like, write a love story. And the chat created a story about a man and a woman named Jack and Jill. Because, more than likely, the data that the chat had been trained on was exposed to mostly notions of heterosexual romance. So that's potentially quite problematic. Other dangers include no one ever engaging in critical thinking, much less critical writing, when you can have a very realistic-sounding robot do it for you. So this is a mind-bending and likely society-altering tool, which at the moment I'm having a great time playing with, uh, but in all likelihood will all come to curse when our robot overlords come to take away our jobs. Now, moving on to my number three favorite thing of 2022. This is a podcast thing, and I know you listen to podcasts because you're listening to this podcast. So here's my podcast tip. Listen to everything at 1.5 speed, every single thing, unless you're listening to some music podcast like Sound Exploder or something like that. Listen to everything at 1.5 speed. At first, it sounds like chipmunks, but you get used to it and you can cover so much more ground. If you're on Spotify, you can do all kinds of speed variations. You can choose from 1.2, 1.5, 1.8, two times. It starts to get really crazy around two times, but you could even do 2.5 speed or three times. I defy anyone to listen to something at three times the original speed and actually comprehend anything, but hey, maybe your ears are magical. But seriously, try out this hack. I got used to it this year, and I'll be damned if I'm going back. It's time for you to try this out. Do it right now. I won't be offended. Apple Podcasts has the speed button at the bottom left of the screen. You see it? This will work for audiobooks too. I mean, audiobooks are always like eight hours to listen to. Even YouTube has a speed selection. Stop being a slave to original speed. Come on. This is 2023. Number four, favorite thing of 2022. The Pitchfork plus streaming service combo meal. I realized a while back that I feel much better, much more alive in my life if I'm consistently listening to new music. 
We live in this weird time and space, technologically speaking, and one of the elements of our lives today is that we have access to pretty much all the recorded music of history, and it's pretty much at our fingertips. You know, not all of it, but a lot of it. And yet, you kind of have to have some strategies to make yourself find this music, or you're just going to be listening to Led Zeppelin IV for the rest of your life. Do you want that? So here's my little strategy. I pay a streaming service, 10 bucks a month, which is less than I used to pay for a single CD at School Kids Records on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, back when I was in high school. And then I go to the website Pitchfork. About once a week, I browse their new music reviews. And anything that sounds really enticing, I download. I've discovered so much great music this way. Admittedly, I do end up trusting the tastes of whatever millennial or Gen Zer has managed to get hired by Pitchfork, but you know, I recently came to this realization, and that is, these people generally have better taste than me. I don't have time to have good taste anymore. I don't have time to craft a carefully constructed musical persona, but I do have time to listen to the music, so I will take Pitchfork, and I will use its persona as my own. And you know what? It fits. Now, for those of you who kind of hate this idea or for some reason are philosophically opposed to the Pitchfork site itself, I want to propose a few other music review sites. One is GorillaVsBear.net. Reddit called GorillaVsBear.net Pitchfork without the pretension. All right. Another good site is AquariumDrunkard.com. Aquarium Drunkard is like Pitchfork, but with the pretension, all the pretension. And yet it's a great site. They have a great podcast, too. I love it. I just went to Aquarium Drunkard, and I saw a review of Christmas in the Heart, a 2009 Christmas album from Bob Dylan. And I'm downloading it now as I speak, and I don't even know if I'm being ironic. So again, that's pitchfork.com, gorillaversusbear.net, and aquariumdrunkard.com. Add a streaming service in there. Just give it a shot. I know you'll find something. If you can't find music that you like from these three sites, you may not be trying very hard. So try hard. My number five most favorite thing of 2022 is less 2022 based and more sort of applies to life in general. But here it is, a secret of mine that I want to let you in on. Being different. If you want to experience a level of success that is almost unearned, then you need to figure out how to be different. Figure out something that you're pretty good at, or at least willing to do, that most people either aren't good at or aren't willing to do. I'm going to give you a good example so you know what I'm talking about. Writing letters. Somewhere along the line, people just stop doing it. They email, they text, they do not write letters anymore. Now, I personally love writing letters. I write letters to old people, especially. It takes me like five minutes. I write completely off the top of my head. I spill my guts. They're old. Who are they going to tell? I hit print. I pop it in an envelope. I throw it in the mail. I forget about it. It took so little effort on my part. But three days later, the person I wrote to gets something in the mail, and they're just loving it. I mean, I wrote a letter to my wife's grandmother this year that brought her to tears. I don't even remember what I wrote. She was just touched by the fact that I cared enough to write to her, right? So I made a difference by being different. So figure out what's in your wheelhouse that's not in many people's wheelhouses. Now, you can do this by being ahead of the curve. Like, for example, if you understood how to create a web page in, like, 1999, you kind of had a job for about half a decade. Even if you were a mediocre designer, 
After a while, the world caught up, but for this sweet spot in time, early adopters had an advantage in web page design because they were courageous enough to try learning something new. Now, you can also enjoy the same kind of outsized influence that I'm talking about by being so far behind the curve that you're in a realm of your own, like the letters. Or, for example, you know how to ferment foods. That used to be common knowledge, but now in the modern world, it's quite extraordinary. You can make up a whole identity out of the fact that you know how to ferment. Maybe you could rustle up a whole side hustle. I don't know. But that's my advice. Be different. Don't play everybody else's game. How are you going to win that? Find your world. Find your niche. Own it. Become an expert at it. And then I think you'll be in good shape. Our podcast today is brought to you by BetterHelp. I've been doing therapy since my late 20s. And to me, therapy is everything. You know, it really is. It's helped me get through some of the roughest times in my life and live my life more truly. BetterHelp provides online therapy directly to you at a price that's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. So it's a great way to invest in yourself without breaking the bank and just kind of experiment with talking to another individual whose only job in the world is to help you unravel yourself and take a look at your defenses. When you sign up, you'll match with a therapist according to your needs. And who knows, it might take a few tries to find the right fit for you, so BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. They have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Esalen. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash Esalen. When they ask you how you heard of BetterHelp, be sure to type in Voices of Esalen. Now for my number six most favorite thing of 2022, and that's microdosing everything. Of course, we all know that it's quite the rage nowadays in some circles to microdose psilocybin. But are you aware that you can microdose things other than psychedelics? You can microdose your healthy habits. For instance, spending time in cold water, as we know, reduces inflammation, improves mental clarity, boosts the immune system, improves circulation, but it's also cold as hell and that makes it hard to do. So the key is to microdose your cold thermogenesis. Maybe do the last minute of your shower with just cold water or do a cold plunge for a very short period of time. You understand what I'm saying here? Microdose your morning workout. Do 30 seconds of push-ups or sit-ups when you get up in the morning. That's it. That's your morning workout. I guarantee you will feel a difference from these two very small practices, and it won't be sub-perceptual at all. You can microdose meat. You really don't need that much meat. Make it special and memorable by taking less and noticing more. Microdose chocolate the same way. You can microdose your fears and aversions. Microdose your aversion to being bored by turning off your phone when you're standing in a line. You will find that you are intensely, surprisingly present. Microdose meditating. Instead of promising yourself that you're going to sit for half an hour a day, say that you're going to sit for 35 seconds right now. Wait for the inspiration to hit and then immediately seize it by doing your incredibly short moment of Zen. You can write books like this too. Just microdose your writing session. Say you have a goal of 750 words a day. 
every day, so that'll be 273,000 words by the end of the year, right? No, it won't, because you'll never sit down and take the time to pound out 750 words. So cut your goal. Microdose yourself 75 words a day. It's doable. That's so doable. And that's why you'll do it. Microdose everything. Microdose being right. Microdose saying, I told you so. Actually, no, just eliminate, I told you so. You don't need it. Microdose reading real books. You don't have to tear through a book a week. Sometimes just holding a book can be enough. Microdose being vulnerable. Microdose being a nice person. Also, microdose being a bitch. It can be pretty fun. Don't forget you have that dark streak. Microdose dancing all alone, in the dark or in the woods, to a tune that moves you. Thanks for listening to Voices of Esalen. Today's show is produced in conjunction with Shira Levine. Our theme music is by Nico Holloman. Lots of music today from Blue Dot Sessions and Epidemic Sound. Super excited for all the new episodes we have coming up in 2023. Stick around, stay tuned. Come to Big Sur. Come hang out. All right. Thank you so much. Have a happy new year. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.